The Musters on the Farm. Brought to you by Southland District Council. Working together for a better Southland. Dean Ravage farms at Glenham, not far from Wyndham, sheep, beef and dairy farmer, also a previous winner of the Young Farmer of the Year title, joins us on a regular basis here on the muster. Dino, how's things? Good, thanks, Andy. How's the season been to date for you? Just speaking to Bruce E before, he's saying where he's based at Kelso, it's one out of the hat. How's it looking for you guys? Yeah, inside the farm gate, I think I've said it before, it's been a pretty good one. Um, we've had moisture when we've needed it and heat. Um, when required, so we've been able to grow plenty of feed, and it's just more been a battle of control and quality this year. Whereas the last few seasons it's all about just generating quantity, so it's a really good place to be in, and um, we're just enjoying it at the moment. So you're winning the battle to stay on top of the feed? Uh, yes and no. Yeah, um, we're sharing this week, so uh, we'll be able to get the Sean news onto some rougher ranker stuff and tidy up, put the pressure on them a bit more. We've just been trying to. Keeping all the fleeces and making sure that the quality is as good as possible, trying to reduce as much um, vegetable matter potentially going through as possible to uh, yeah, try and maximise returns on, on that at the moment. So we all know how that's going. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with this one. What do you do if you all after you've shorn it? Do you have it on contract or what's your, what do you do there? Uh, we actually send all our fleece to Merino NZ. Um, quite often you get two or three different options uh, come back from them after it's been tested and yeah we normally just try and flick it on as quickly as possible to um, try and recover some cost to pay the shares really. That's pretty much the way that wool's viewed unfortunately isn't it so if anybody's got a silver bullet as to how to fix wool get in touch. Yeah please do. Everything else though like you say the feed the way it's looking for the season and getting these little bits of rain every now and then yes we know there are parts that aren't having the season that we are in various parts here in the south. I think around Lawrence, for example, it is still pretty dry. But, look, I, had a, I was lucky enough for a mate to take me for a bit of a fly yesterday and going over eastern Southland from up in the air, it actually did look really good. Yeah, no, it's um, no complaints, really. And, yeah, it's, well, with the lamb schedules and beef schedules the way they are, it's not a bad season to chuck an extra couple of kilos onto the lambs and, and try and recover a few more costs that way as well so yeah it could could be a lot worse. Beef schedule's reasonable though isn't it? Yeah look we don't really have that many prime cattle going away so I, I don't really follow that one as much as I probably should but um, I don't think we've seen the big fluctuations on that side of the sector as we have with the mutton and lamb. Just consistency in a schedule would be something that people would ask for I suppose isn't it? Yeah exactly I, I'd love just to see them come out with a pig in the sand in December and um, keep it at a certain level and then take a, to a certain extent, a Fonterra-type model where uh, retro payments are, are paid out for the remainder of the season. I think we'd see a lot more of a consistent, high-quality lamb go through that'll be around that 18s, 19s, instead of people chasing sort of anything over 16 at weaning. I mean, that can't be good for our international product because I suspect there'll be a lot of out-of-spec lambs go through just because the money's there, unfortunately. Do you think there's a chance down the line that perhaps New Zealand or Red Meat could look at this as a system? Do you think that would be viable one day? Oh, no, I don't think it'll ever happen. Andy, unfortunately, there's a fair bit of tribalism in the, in the sector, um, which I don't think we're going to get rid of anytime soon. And, yeah, 
It's just, um, I think it'll be too complicated for for a few people to get their heads around, unfortunately. You'll be getting through the lambs pretty good at the moment, though, I'd imagine. Oh, we're about a quarter of the way through. Um, we'll take a bit of a, a few weeks off now because everything's going to be shorn this week. So, um, yeah, we'll let them recover from that and, and hopefully they can put the weight on in these hotter days and, and good feed we've got around. So should make life a bit easier for them to handle them as well. You've had no issues with space at the works? No, I've been really good. Um, just all about good communication and being talking to the to the um, crafter yeah. at, at the right time with well, plenty of um, time in advance with numbers and that. So yeah, it's been pretty good. That's pretty much about it in a nutshell, isn't it? It's all about communication from both parties. Yeah, exactly. And um, if we can give drafters uh, confirmed tallies, sort of ten days to a fortnight out, it seems to be. Um, pretty uh, beneficial for both both of us. So, yeah, easy going. Let's talk a bit of sport, because it's a Monday, and because we can, Dino. Two games of cricket unfolded last night in the Test Arena. We had West Indies against Australia, England playing, playing India, and against the odds, the West Indies, who have had the worst Test team for 10, 20, almost well, over 10, 15 years now, out of nowhere they beat the Australians, and my God, was it a thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, brilliant to watch last night. Um, sort of had to put it into context for the rest of the household here. It's a bit similar to Fiji beating the All Blacks at the moment, really, wouldn't it? Um, it's just, yeah, fantastic to watch and um, really enjoyed the, the commentary and the production values from Smithy and the team over there too. They, they described the game beautifully and it was just, yeah, great to, great to watch the Aussies get um, knocked over cheaply last night. Because you think about the great late Richie Benno, and he always used the adage, less is more. Let, just describe what you need to and paint a picture if you have to and just let the game flow. And that's the one thing the Channel 9 commentary dean team did back in the day really, really successfully, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And uh, they just, and even the Aussies today, they just call it as they see it. It's better than the, the white. Um, rubbish that we're getting for our domestic stuff at the moment. Yeah, it's a, it's fascinating the way that it's been picked up by TVNZ, and it is controversial for a lot of people when they're trying to be a, being bilingual in the commentary and the likes. But I don't know, it's just the way that things are at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is the way things are. And the other side of it, we'll touch on this briefly as well. England um, with Basball, they beat India in, in India as well. No Coley playing for India, mind you, but that was a hell of a result. Yeah, another good. Result, but I suppose if you, obviously, England won the toss and decided to uh, bowl last over there on those wickets, it's always going to be in their favour too. So, but again, they play pretty well. And um, yeah, it's nice to see the two, I suppose you could call powerhouses of the world cricket, get knocked over at home in test matches over overnight. Just cricket in general in New Zealand with the Black Clash last week and the T20 comp that has been on. It's had massive viewing figures, and it's a good thing, though, because cricket does need a bit of a resurgence, and whether you like it or loathe it, T20 is certainly part of the revolution. Yeah, and perhaps uh, the fact that it's been free to wear may help the situation as well, getting a bit more exposure and Absolutely. creating a bit more interest for people. For sure it is. Hey, Dean, we'll leave it there. We know you've got a bit on today. Always appreciate your time on the muster, eh? Thanks, Andy. Dean Ravage, farming at Glenham. Yeah, a couple of cracking games of cricket on last night. And let's not forget the Aussie Open too. I lasted two sets and I've recorded the rest and I'll probably try and watch it tonight because sport all over the show, as you'd expect at a weekend at this time of year.
On a Monday afternoon before the end of the hour, we'll catch up with Jeff Grant as well as Senior Sergeant Gary Eddington out of the Gore Police. But up next, Steve Henderson, Chairman of Southern Field Days, which is only a couple of weeks away. Love.